0: Welcome back to Sextras. Where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm honey
1: and I have a grey hair and I'm only twenty one. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. How embarrassing <laughs> for you, honey.
0: You're it basically really an quite old woman. I am. <laughs> I'm turning into a grandma.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's quite cool, you know, that you're one silver hair. It's special. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It would be cool
0: if it was, like, not all wiry and, like, broken, but
1: (laughs) it is. (laughs) Okay, well, good to know. Hi, guys, I'm Maria, and when I was younger, I matched up my favourite colour, depending on which was my favourite princess at the time. So, like, when (laughs) Sleeping Beauty was my favourite princess, pink was my favourite colour, And then when Belle was my favorite princess, yellow was my favorite color. And then there was a period that they were both my favorite princesses. So then my parents painted my room half yellow and half pink because they were both my favorite colors. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: (laughs) Your whole personality is just based around Disney princesses. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Like... Pretty much. I mean, if you kind of, like, went all the way back to, like, the origin of my psyche, I bet it all goes back to Disney princesses.
0: True. (laughs) Which is kind of worrying, to be fair. Slightly, slightly. (laughs) Kind of fucked up. (laughs) Okay, well, this week we are joined by a very special guest. His name is Manny and he is a relationship coach he's gonna talk to us about power dynamics and relationships and just share his relationship coach wisdom with us in general so please welcome manny
2: thank you thank you thank you ladies for having me i'm uh excited been looking forward to this show for some time now and i'm ready to share my experience and my expertise and have a good conversation and entertain everyone at the same time, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're excited too. Yeah, do you have a fun fact for us by any chance?
2: Um, I actually do have a fun fact. I actually have an identical twin brother. And, you know, it's funny because let's say I'm dating someone or, you know, it could be just, you know, nothing serious or vice versa. She could, like, let's say my brother's dating someone, she can see me somewhere in public and I won't know who that is. So she'll, be, so she'll text him like, so you just going to act like you don't know me? And then he'll be like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I, I, I saw you today at the gym and you walked right by me. You didn't even say hi or anything. And my brother will have to text me say, were you at the gym today? And I'm like, yeah, I was at the gym. Why? Yeah, because, you know, or, or vice versa. You know, it, 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 it's funny, you know, like, or someone can go up to my brother and say hey how you doing and he'll say uh who are you i don't know who you are like oh so so now you don't know me now oh, oh so we had fun the other day and now you're just gonna act like you don't know me and my brother's like i honestly don't know who you are so he has to <laughs> you know take out his id you know i'm my name is manuel he's miguel so he's like see i'm not i'm not manuel yeah. you know, so that's that's my fun fact for the day you know that's what, what you have that's- to deal with as a twin
0: yeah that's pretty fun that's so funny <laughs> have you has that actually happened yeah. to you by someone you've dated? yeah oh it, my it god it has
2: actually happened several times to both of us
1: oh my god has anyone oh, like wow. accidentally like kissed you or something
2: yeah um it hasn't happened hopefully it doesn't happen i mean you know we're pretty good at like because we we are like we're prepared for it so if someone just mm. comes up to me i already know okay yeah she just thinks i'm my brother vice yeah, yeah, versa.
0: Sure, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. you know
2: we're fully aware <laughs> That's of the situation. So funny
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well we are gonna start the episode off with we have a couple of segments actually. We asked two questions to our listeners. So let's start with the first one, which was what are your dating pet peeves? And the first one is the awkward conversations before having sex. Which yeah. I feel like everyone can relate
1: to, like the um. awkward chat, like before, like in a booty call, when you, when you all know what you're there for, but you like mm. have to just have that awkward conversation <laughs> before, like, oh, I wonder when it's like gonna actually happen. I hated that. I literally <laughs> hated that. Yeah. It's like enough of a reason to not even go to the booty call sometimes. Like if that, if, <laughs> like if the guys chat, the chat's that too shit, awkward.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it depends on the person as well. Like, sometimes you're with a guy and he's like really, really, really wants to talk before you have sex. And then other guys are just obviously like not interested. So you have to like find the balance. <laughs> Cause sometimes <laughs> I've gone to like a boutique call and been like, okay, like, should we go now you know (laughs) and they're like what do you mean like you don't want to talk first and then it's just really awkward and i'm like okay yeah let's sit down let's catch up like how's your mom (laughs) like how's things going
2: yeah it could be awkward because you you have to know who's gonna make the first move or you know have an hour conversation first or get straight to the point you know it's yeah. like you know yeah. some people they rather just get straight to the point you know so, some women you know they, they'll they feel offended <laughs> if you take if you go straight to the point and some women they'll just get mm. bored if you don't go
0: uh, exactly straight
2: yeah. to the point so it's like
0: you have to know your limit mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and you have to be good at like body language and you just have to yes yeah, everyone's yeah. been uh, through that, those awkward situations
1: <laughs> mm, for sure <laughs> okay next one when they constantly say stuff like I don't know why you're with me I'm punching it's just so cringe inducing and annoying like have a bit of confidence in yourself with, please it's such a turn off
2: <laughs> yeah what do you mean yeah. by punching? So I'm punching
1: in the UK when you say punching it's like when you know you're dating someone that's like better looking than you
2: so oh, like, it, okay, okay. yeah,
1: or like people will say that about other couples, like, oh, that guy's definitely punching.
2: Oh, okay, like okay.
1: punching above his weight, yeah.
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: Y- yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> do not have that in America.
2: I, well, we just say, you know, you're dating out of your league.
1: Yeah, I like punching better.
2: I like punching better, just quicker.
1: But, yeah.
2: um, <laughs> but I personally, I, I never punch.
1: <laughs> i like mean, that's yeah. like a guy thing though like the guy in straight relationships is always uglier than the girl it's like a thing yeah. no yeah I, a friend thing. of mine told me
2: when i was like 18 years old he said don't ever outshine your woman don't do it
1: <laughs>
2: you know it, it's like you, you yeah you don't want to you don't want to make her feel like she's in competition with you you know what i mean like mm. if you're better looking mm. than her then you know She's going to feel insecure <laughs> about it. So guys usually don't like to, you know, look better than the than the girl, you know. Like.
1: I always thought it was because mm. guys are, like, more shallow than girls. Like, they care about looks more. So they're more likely to only date people <laughs> that they think are really attractive. Whereas girls will, like, even if it's like, oh, like, I can objectively see this guy guys in that fit. Like, girls will go more for, like, good personalities. Whereas I feel like guys care more about looks. But that's just what I... My personal opinion, man hating opinion, is I don't actually hate (laughs) (laughs)
2: men. You have a (laughs) Mendetta?
1: Yeah. (laughs) But would you not think so? Like, would you not say that's accurate in some way?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys definitely, you know, we we go for looks more than anything. I mean, it's just in our (laughs) nature, you know. Women call it shallow, but men, we call it nature. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, just, yeah. it's just what we do. But, I mean, there's a saying, women date who they want, men date who they can. So it's kind of hard for men to punch. You know, you might try to go for a girl that's out of your league, but you might not be able to get her, you know. So it's like, yeah. why even try? But a woman, she can go for a guy that's out of her league, and he'll just say, fuck it. yeah
0: that's true actually yeah you
2: might just say whatever (laughs) fuck it like
0: (laughs) but I feel like going back to the submission even if you know that you're punching it's so annoying if you just constantly bring it up like you could I feel like it's okay to know it in your head (laughs) but it just makes the whole dynamic really awkward and like oh I don't think I'm good enough for you that kind of vibe oh I hate that and then Mm. Oh, I hate it so much. It's like so I completely awful. get what this person's yeah. It's like from. it's like
2: what do you do at that point? Do you <laughs> tell them, well, you know what? Yes, I am fucking better than you. Yeah,
0: actually, I'm. <gasps> well, better I than like, or do you try to? Cons- yeah, like if that's how you
2: feel, then fuck you.
0: Or do you, or
2: do you like yeah. try to console them and reassure them? Like, hey, mm. look, I do like you. You know, like yeah, I've mm. I, I've been there. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's very awkward.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, the next one is guys paying for dates being normalized, especially in a culture where women want to be independent. I'm going to expose this submission and say that this is from my ex. And (laughs) 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 on our first and second dates, he tried to pay both times. And then when I tried to pay, it was like a massive deal. So I feel like girls do want to pay and they do want to be independent. But yeah, it is so normalized in dating culture that it's like, They don't really get the opportunity, and then when they try, it's like that again, that like awkward dance of who gets to pay, and like, no, it's my turn, no, Mm. it's my turn.
2: (laughs) I think it's it's a personality thing. I think we tend to put all women in a certain category and all men in a certain category. Some women, like especially Mm. if if you were an only child or the youngest, and you were spoiled, and you, you was a daddy's girl. Then you don't expect to pay at all, you expect for the man to pamper you, but in some mm. way like if you're yeah. like an independent type of woman, then you don't expect that so i think I think it just i think it just depends on the woman really It depends on the woman yeah. that you're dealing with
1: i I kind of agree, but I don't know I've been having this debate loads because i like, I hear all this stuff about girls being like it's just completely unacceptable for a guy to not pay on the first date like that would a uh, complete turn off like and all of these things, but then there's like this whole other side of like oh, no, it it shouldn't be expected at all. And, like, in my relationship, it's very much, like, not that way. And basically, I kind of agree with you that it's depending on the type of person. I don't really think that there is, like, a right or wrong. I think it's just kind of depending on the two people as well. Because with certain yeah. people, you know that they expect certain things. And, like, mm-hmm. certain people, you know that they can give those things, you know? Whereas mm-hmm. certain people, you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I don't think women wanting a guy to pay means that they're not independent Mm. and we're not living in this like feminist society sometimes it's just a nice thing for someone to buy you dinner and that's Mm. part of like the dating or courting process (laughs) like chivalry shouldn't have to die just because women want to be independent Mm -hmm. and Mm. strong oh
2: definitely but I, i what i was gonna say was um when I was younger, someone told me, he said, uh, if a woman wants to pay, that means she, you're not going to get laid.
1: <laughs>
2: because if she pays and she doesn't feel like obligated to do anything. So she just does it to like, get the upper hand. So I, yeah, I always, yeah, I always look out for that. I always look out for that. If I go on a date and the girl says, oh, I'll pay, or we'll split I'm like, okay, she's not interested. That, that, oh, yeah, that, that's that, how I that's, translate it <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not but
1: that's how I translate it yeah there's a whole other thing though isn't it like then the, with the money comes like loads of girls feel like this expectation that they have to put out and then like loads of guys think that girls have to put out what they pay for the mm-hmm. date and stuff oh, yeah. but yeah. I do and then it's also a whole thing of like oh no this is a date so you're paying otherwise mm-hmm. we would go halves you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that whole thing as well so obviously it is that that other thing but I guess like In the most fucked up way, I do kind of think that it's true. Like, I wouldn't really like if I didn't want to shag the guy. I probably would be like, okay, let's like go halves because I'm like, I'm not interested. You know, I want to like put that out there that I'm not interested. Whereas, like, if I was, I'd probably be like, yeah, like let you treat me. You know, so you see the temperature.
0: Yeah. No, I'm so the opposite. I'm so the opposite. If I if I know I don't want to sleep with the guy, I'll be like,
1: yeah, pay like get a free meal free drinks wow. like you have to get something out of it Fair enough. I feel like that's the better way to actually look like that makes a lot more sense because if it's someone that you actually care about then it's like yeah let's like you know split it don't worry about
0: it wow. yeah that's why with the example that I said I was like oh I'll split it because I feel bad like I don't yeah. want to set the precedent going forward wow. like mm. that's how it's going to be that you pay I'd rather the precedent be oh mm. we like take turns or whatever well, wow, yes, yeah,
2: so those, those are both very, like, interesting. They're completely <laughs> opposite <laughs> ways of thinking, but I can see how yeah. both can be true. So that's why you can't assume a guy mm. a guy or girl, mm. you can't assume. And, I, and again, I think it goes back to, you know, not clustering all men or all women in, in, a, in a certain category. Like you were saying before, honey, you said the society, you know, feminist movement, like women still want to be pampered and be independent at the same time. And I think that's where a lot of confusion comes in. People, mm. they they don't understand the balance. Um, they think, you know, if a woman, she's independent, then that means she just, she doesn't want a relationship. I, I mean, it, it, there's a difference between codependence, independence, and interdependence, you mm. know? So it, that's what it boils down to.
0: Yeah, and it can be mutually beneficial for both people. like just treat your man or treat your woman like (laughs) they deserve it especially if you really care about them so
2: so you have to to balance the power
1: exactly (laughs) so we asked what's the most unbelievable or ridiculous thing someone has said or done to you on a date and the first one is are you just proving a point about your feminism by rejecting me (laughs) oh
2: so th- this is a question so someone bad. asked
1: Yeah, this yeah, someone I a this, this person this...
0: rejected mm. a guy <laughs> and he asked her that <laughs> wow
2: um so he asked her if she was proving a point of feminism by rejecting him
1: yeah yeah
2: wow um yeah that is ridiculous he he must not <laughs> he must not understand what feminism means and he must not understand that not everyone is gonna like you it has nothing to do Mm. with feminism it has to do with
0: yeah interest Mm -hmm. and
2: personal choice you know it's like wow (laughs)
0: that's that's a
2: bit that's a bit absurd i mean yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: it is completely ridiculous ridiculous. (laughs) just messing the point
2: i mean that right there i i can understand you know Where you know the feminist movement, they talk about patriarchy and bigotry and all that type of stuff. That right there really does sound like it. It sounds like he feels entitled, like he's, she's obligated Mm. to like him because he likes her, and and she shouldn't have a choice. Yeah, so that's that's a bit ridiculous. Shame on him, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, shame on him. Yeah, that's that's not cool at all
0: okay well speaking of chivalry and Mm. (laughs) feminism the next one is one time right as we started having sex he goes you have to get an uber home after this
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I saw that um i
1: can't believe that that's so bad
2: yeah that's bad in the
0: middle of sex Oh, yeah, at least say it before. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least say it after. I mean, don't.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: how do you how Not do you continue joking. after? Yeah, how do you continue after that? <laughs> I mean, I hope she didn't follow through. With it. I hope she said, you know what, fuck this, I'm going home. I think she followed
1: through because I know this person and I've oh. heard the story and I know she followed.
2: Oh boy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh... <sighs> He he already made up his mind. He already knew what he wanted. He 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 didn't give a yeah. fuck. He just wanted to yeah. fuck, and and that's it. That's all it was to him.
1: I feel like it's fair enough to just want to fuck, like how we were saying in earlier yeah. on, like the chat before. And sometimes you just want to get o- get it over and done with and stuff. I think it's that's fine. But like yeah. you don't have to say it right mm-hmm. in the middle of sex. Like as we said, yeah. you could have said it before or after, and it's like yeah. it's still a bit like. I mean it's not it's not bad like him wanting to leave him wanting her to leave but like come on yeah Yeah. that's
2: fucking rude man you gotta be (laughs) you gotta be a bit considerate you know you have to be I don't know how she felt after that man that yeah I I I can only imagine someone feeling like shit someone saying some shit like did she actually take an Uber after or just right after she just got (laughs) in the Uber and went home
1: I'm guessing yeah Uh, I think so probably yeah, because if she spent the we'll night, have to get a night, that would have been we to a follow-up awkward... on this story.
2: Yeah, because if she ended up saying that'd be one awkward uh, sleepover, if you will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's like, why are you thinking about that in the middle of sex? Yeah. Like, it can't be that good. Yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> or you're just thinking about how you want the person to leave. M-
2: maybe his wife was coming home soon or something, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what it that would like. be
0: even
1: worse.
2: Yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs>
1: okay Uh, next one a guy said to her your porn star heart and then she wrote um thanks i think
2: (laughs) 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 yeah um i I think it's a compliment
0: again i feel like you have to know your audience yeah exactly
2: what he's saying is um she you know she has a lot of sex appeal you know, had nothing to do with like who she is as a person or anything like that. He's just letting her know that he wants to fuck the shit out of her. Really, yeah. <laughs> he wants to. fuck I think her. that's
0: good intention.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying that you, you know, you 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 really want to fuck someone, you really find them sexually attractive. Um, mm. I think you mm. could have done a better yeah. job of of relaying that <laughs> message.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay, and then the last one is that he takes his condoms with him after he sleeps with someone. Like, he's worried I'm going to inseminate myself with his seed. Oh like, no God. thank you, you. You
2: know, this is a very, very interesting podcast. I, mean, I must say, y- y'all have some very interesting... Uh, like, a very interesting audience. When I read that, I, I, I just bust out laughing. I said, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen shit like this, like, in movies, but I didn't know people yeah, actually do shit it. like that. Mm. But that's just that's, yeah. it's fucking insane. Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> oh, I, I can see where he's come from only because a friend of mine, he told me that this girl that he was dating, she was so obsessed with trying to get pregnant that she would actually do that. She would actually oh, wow. take the condom and what? and try to yeah. She wanted to get pregnant and yeah. So he was just like,
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
2: He was like, man, this 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 girl is fucking nuts.
1: <laughs> she
2: actually tried that. Like she first she didn't tell him. She she did that a few times, and then she told him. She said, hey, by the way, just to let you know, what I've been doing is, you know, w- when you leave, I you know she 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 would take off the condom and she would like hide it somewhere and then, uh yeah she said when oh you leave God. i've been i've been doing like yeah that's, a, a guy, that's actually told so that. fucked up yeah
1: fucked she complained about that about that that's yeah, crazy exactly. I,
0: yeah Are you not so ashamed yeah fact,
2: she wasn't ashamed <laughs> at all um oh wow i mean I, I don't think it's possible to get pregnant after i mean you know i,
0: I don't know I, mm-hmm.
2: once you know bent. Yeah, once sperm is the sperm air, stays it's done.
1: Alive. Sorry.
2: Yeah, no, I've, sperm can't survive in air like that. So you know, I don't, I don't um, understand. I mean, you have to be very yeah skilled. True in
0: air. It can live inside your vagina for seven days. Yeah, but probably not just like in the condom.
2: Yeah. So y- you Maybe have she was to be just skilled. Hoping. Yeah, she was trying to <laughs> just hoping for the best. I guess I don't know,
1: <laughs>
2: but it, it, it is fucking insane though
0: oh god that yeah. is crazy when we say that men like have the audacity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is women having the audacity <laughs> to do crazy shit like this is why feminism <laughs> is fake. <pain. laughs> not because this is why feminism is failing if people do shit like that not people rejecting random guys
2: in my in my opinion you know men do fucked up shit women do fucked up shit the only difference is Mm. women actually talk about the fucked up shit that men do publicly men don't talk about fucked up shit that women do and if you do you just talk Mm. about it in private so no one really knows what fucked up shit women do Uh, you know what i mean
0: yeah i get you yeah okay well thank you to our listeners for sending your (laughs) crazy date stories
2: very crazy date stories very interesting they need to all write books yeah yeah
0: we'll we'll compile a book of every submission we've ever got
2: (laughs) that would be interesting
0: Okay, so Manny, you told us that you started with matchmaking and then you became a relationship coach. So could you kind of give us a brief overview as to like how you got into matchmaking and how that led to your career as a relationship coach?
2: I think I I always was a matchmaker at heart ever since I was a kid. So for example, when when I was a little kid, when I was in fourth grade, there was this guy, he he had this crush on this girl, and he came up to me. It was like, you know, I really like so-and-so, and blah, 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 and, you know, like little elementary school crush. So then I, <laughs> I, I said, then go talk to her. He said, I'm shy. I said, just give me one second. I went up to her, and I said, look, so-and-so like you. I, don't, I remember her name was Jessica. I don't remember what his name <laughs> was. So I said, Jessica, we'll just say Billy. Billy likes <laughs> you. And she says, really? Like, yeah, why don't you, you know what I mean? So then I, I set them up, and next you know, there were boyfriend and girlfriend walking, holding hands in, oh, at wow. recess. And, then, <laughs> and you know, I know I've done that several times, even in, in high school, I, I did that for a friend of mine's. Same thing, he had this crush on this girl, and I did the same thing. I, I don't know, I just always had a natural ability to connect to people. So I got into matchmaking because, you know, I had the I this idea for this book for a long time it was well actually i had ideas for several books um so i was actually going to start off with a different book talking about you know what to look for in a partner and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff so you know Mm -hmm. that's how i started the matchmaking but then i realized you know i can set you up on a hundred dates but if you don't figure out what you're doing wrong then it doesn't even matter who i set you up with so then i realized you know i gotta take it one step down and And do the coaching because i think i can help people with the coaching as well because my whole life ever since i can you know ever since i started dating pretty much i I would always try to analyze things and you know i was always like the shy kid when i was younger so i i I learned how to like get out of the shyness and then you know i became quite a you know ladies man eventually
1: and so i figured (laughs) out
2: you know I, i figured out how to you know maneuver the dating scene so i figured i can help people with that and also with the matchmaking you know it's funny um i don't know if you've seen the movie hitch with will smith yeah yeah so so when i when i first started a matchmaking business i put it on facebook and people i guess (laughs) it's like here in the states people are not really too familiar with what matchmaking is so I run into people, they said, Yeah, I saw you posted something about match oh, people. What wow. is that? Are you like some kind of a... are you like a hitch? Are you like what are you, you know, I even had people asking me if, if, if it was an escort service. I had people asking me like I mean all type of shit. I'm just like, What the fuck? I'm like I'm like, dude, I'm I'm trying to help people find the one. Are you talking about an escort service? Not saying that there's anything wrong. I mean, if you're an adult, you know, you do what you want, but it's like, but that's not what I'm doing. So it was like, for branding purposes, it was like so hard for me to like brand myself because people didn't even know like what I was doing. So I was like, if people around me, my friends and even family members don't even know what the hell matchmaking is. And I was like, okay, let me do something that everyone knows what it is. Everyone knows what a relationship coach is. I mean, you guys are from the UK, Matthew Hussey, right? I think he's from the UK, Australia, one of the, yeah, somewhere.
0: I think he's from the UK.
2: Okay, yeah, I, 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 the accent was, can it tell Yeah, it sounds more <laughs> British. It's, it's a similar accent, but yeah, it sounds more British. I'm pretty sure it's from the UK. And, you know, he's a relationship coach. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows, like, a relationship coach. And, you know, but when you say matchmaker, people are like, what the fuck is that? You know, so <laughs> I decided, to, like, literally. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't even know what matchmaking was. It was literally one day, no, like, seriously, I, 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 I was sitting one day, it was like, think it was like february or march it was like five six years ago i'm sitting there on the couch watching tv and i see a commercial for a matchmaking company i'm like what the fuck is this (laughs) so then so i i watched the commercial and then i googled it and i looked it up i'm like this is interesting so then um i called them I pretend I need matchmaking service. And then they were telling me their prices. I'm like, so this is how much you guys charge? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into this. This, oh this is the business for me. And I, <laughs> and, I was, and, look, and I was already, I was already like working on the book. Well, the, a different book at the time. But I needed something like, I guess you could say like a title to go along with the book. So I said, you know what? This, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the matchmaking. Yeah. But again, you know, it was just so hard. Like marketing and you know promoting myself and you know it was hard like you know don't take this the wrong way but you know matchmaking is a female dominated industry mm-hmm. you know so it, it was like hard for me to like get into the matchmaking industry but relationship coaching you know i wouldn't say it's male dominated but it's a lot more common to find male relationship coaches and male matchmakers so mm-hmm. so i figured it was just easier to like promote and to people to understand, again, what the fuck I was doing.
0: Yeah, you know, that People do
2: not think I'm, a, I'm some kind of a pimp or some kind of a... <laughs> like, literally, people thought I was a pimp, like, or, you know, some sort of an escort service, right? <laughs> and the people, like, literally, I would literally, like, so I, I still have the Google listing. You know, my company's based out of Miami, and I would literally get emails and calls from, like, creeps asking me, hey, man, uh how, how much do you get laid? Do you, uh, do you have any call girls or... <sighs> I'm like, dude, this isn't a, a escort service. This isn't, you know, what I mean, yeah. go go to your local brothel or something, bro. This isn't what this is, man. Like, <laughs> you know, go to the boulevard somewhere. Like, this isn't what I'm doing. So, you know, that's it's fucked up. But yeah. you know, that, that's 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 pretty much how I got to uh, relationship coaching and why
0: people are always looking to get laid. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, and, and there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. It's just you have to know, you know, go to go on Tinder to get laid. Don't go on Match.com, yeah. you know. Don't go on eHarmony because the girls on eHarmony, they're looking for a husband. They're not trying to get laid. So if you go on there, <laughs> going for one of those girls, you're just going to waste their time, mm-hmm. you know. There's plenty of girls on Tinder that just want to hook up, too, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's nothing wrong with just wanting to hook up. You just have to go to the right platform or the right place, or whatever you know and and find the right person that also wants the same thing other than that you're you're leading someone on or you're gonna break someone's heart you know
1: so you said that like when you i don't know matchmaking you were kind of like yeah well i can find whoever for whoever but if you're not gonna like fix yourself or work on yourself Mm -hmm. and work on what you're doing wrong like It's not going to go anywhere. What were like some of the things that you kind of found that people kept like the mistakes that people kept making, even if you match them with a great match for them or whatever? Like what were some of the things that you were like, oh, maybe it's more of like an inward problem and I should focus more on that. Okay,
2: like let's say, for example, a girl that she always date the bad boys and she falls in love Mm. and they end up breaking her heart. She hasn't learned from that mistake. So if she comes to me, or if she goes to any matchmaker, and she says, "I'm looking for this guy, this type of guy," and you actually pair her with that type of guy according to what she's looking for, mm. then she just gets her heart broken. And now you look like the bad guy. It's like you're the expert. You should have known better. I'm like, I'm just getting, I'm doing the service. I'm, is it, my expertise is being able to find exactly what you're looking for because you don't have time. Because you're a busy person, matchmaking is for like mm. busy professionals that don't have time. Mm-hmm. So you know that, like for example, you know I, um, one of my first clients, same thing. You know she she wanted a certain type of guy. I found that certain type of guy, and it didn't work out. And years later, she's a single mom. I hope it's not that guy that just <laughs> impregnated her and and left her. Mm-hmm. You know, if that was the case, then I'd feel bad. But I hope that's not the case. But the point is. Is like she wanted a certain type of guy, and then it didn't work out, and neither one would tell me exactly what happened. So I was like, "What happened? Did he break your heart?" Like she, you know, she just hate ended up hating the guy. So I'm like, okay. So if you end up hating the guy, and that's the type of guy you're looking for, well, that's probably why I think she was like 37 or something. I'm like, that's probably why you're 37 and single. Probably because you you have a, a fixated like interest in a certain type of guy, and all you did was Help mm. me help your habits, yeah you know I was like what 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 did that prove so I'm like what what you need you need to find out what you're doing wrong now i'm not I'm not a counselor you know the difference between a coach and a counselor a counselor you know tries to find the root of the problem and don't necessarily try to fix the problem they mm. try to help you like heal from the problem but a coach is not trying to find the root of the problem. They just know, okay, this is a problem and we're going to fix that problem. It's like if I'm a basketball coach and, you know, one of my players keeps missing you know, the shots, I'm gonna tell them, look, position your feet like this, position your hands like this, shoot like this. I don't care that you got injured last week and you're trying to recuperate. That's that's not my job. That's the team doctor's job. My job is to tell you this is what you do moving forward. Yeah. If a girl dates the same kind of guy, maybe it could be rooted from daddy issues or whatever the case may be, I'm not authorized to, to diagnose that. That's what a counselor or therapist is for. I'm just here to say, look, this is what you're doing wrong. You keep on going for the same type of guy. This is what you need to do instead, based off of expertise and knowledge of how things work, how dating work. So I'm like, okay, this is the type of guy you need to go for. I mean, it is the same. Your type could be the reason why you're single.
0: Mm. yeah
2: you know what I mean like for example it was like ten years ago I used to live in Atlanta and I was friends with this guy he was like like six foot two a blonde guy and he said his whole life he only liked hispanic women he only dated like like specifically South American women you had to be from like Ecuador Peru or something and that's all he dated and he literally tried something different he dated an Italian girl, and and got married within a year. <laughs> and this was like 10 years ago. Till this day, he's still married with her and have kids. The point I'm trying to get across is like, sometimes you just have to try something different. Your type might be the reason why you're single. If it's, it could be the re- reason why it's not working out. And it, not necessarily, it doesn't have to be like a ethnic or anything like that. It could be, you know, again, a woman that she only dates bad boys or she only dates men with money or... Whatever the case may be. She only dates tall guys or whatever the case may be. Like, But that's where the coaching comes into play. Like, I can't be a matchmaker and match you with the reason why you're getting hurt. What I'm going to do instead, I'm going to f- tell you, okay, th- this is the type of guy you need to go for instead because you have a better chance of things working out.
0: Yeah, for sure. So how can you know what kind of guy you should be looking for based on what kind of person you are?
2: For starters what I like to call the emotional alpha scale, right? So, you know, in anthropology, you know, there's omegas, there's betas, there's alphas, right? And it's scientifically and statistically proven that the more alpha someone is, male or female, the less likely they are to want to settle down, want to get married, things like that. And the more omega someone is, the more likely they are to to want to get married and settle down. So that's why you see... You know, someone that's like very sexual, there's nothing wrong with that because that's, that's in your nature.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, testosterone increases sex drive and women have testosterone. Men obviously have testosterone. And the more testosterone you have, the more sexual you will be. And you're being an alpha or mega, beta. That's like predetermined, like in your mother's womb. You know what I mean? You're you're like, you're just born an alpha or you're born a a beta, born an omega male. There's like nothing you can do about it. So my point is, men date down, women date up. So a lot of women, she can be like the biggest omega female there is. And she can be like a a huge, what we call in the States, a sucker for love. You know, she can be a helpless (laughs) Mm -hmm. romantic. And then she's going to date this extra emotionless guy who just wants to have sex with whoever whenever and he's just this big alpha and then she just sits there and you know she's like being faithful and being a cheerleader and trying to you know support him and trying to get him to commit it's like that's not gonna work it's not gonna happen if you're an omega female you need to find an omega male who's equally like as emotional as you I mean it's just like you know if you go to MIT or something right you're gonna like you know the technical university Mm -hmm. you know nerds are dating nerds you know what (laughs) I mean like if if I'm some sort of a tech geek I'm probably gonna date a tech geek you know if I'm a football player captain of the football team in high school I'm probably gonna date the cheerleader You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's like people have to date within their leagues. It's not just like wise. It's it's emotional wise. It's it's, you know, Tinder versus (laughs) Match.com. You can't be someone who 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 should be going on Match.com and you're going on Tinder Mm. looking for love. It's just it's just not going to happen.
1: So is this alpha-omega spectrum sort of, like, to do with how sexual you are and, like, how committal you are and how, like, emotional you are? Like, would you say that that's a criteria? Or, like, is it just more like a vibe? Like, how can you tell, like, which one you fall under? What if you're like, oh, I'm not sure?
2: That's a very, very good question. And I think most people um, struggle with that. Even I myself, you know, for years I struggled with that. And, I mean, it has to do with nature has to do with nurture as well but i mean again it's based off of what you're what you usually go for and again it's natural like okay you know i I don't want to get i know this is supposed to be like fun and i don't want to get too like i don't want to like nerd out right now you can get as
0: deep as you want
2: okay okay (laughs) so there's a hormone called oxytocin right And oxytocin, it makes you attach to someone. And in your brain, there's something called oxytocin receptors, pretty much like produced oxytocin. And studies show, science shows that the more social someone is or the nicer someone is, the more oxytocin receptors they're likely to have. So in other words, nicer people tend to get attached faster and easier than more cold-hearted, mean people. So it just it goes along with the notion, the more alpha you are, the less likely you are to just want to settle down. And the more omega you are, the more likely you are to want to settle down and the more likely you are to catch feelings and fall in love with someone. So I think it's important for people to be comfortable with who they are. Like guys in particular, you know, if I'm some average Joe and I see these guys in the Jersey Shore, you know, fist pumping and, <laughs> you know... Those those type of fist pump guys and you know they got the the gelled hair and the muscle shirts and the tattoos and they are just all buff and tough and they go on and and they're getting laid and they're getting all the girls. That's them and that's fine. But if I'm just just regular average Joe schmo, I can't just sit there and try to be like those guys and pretend and and go after the type of girls that they go after. And I'm just gonna get chewed up or you know I might end up falling in love and then she's just like bro I this is not what I'm looking for like yeah. <laughs> you, you know <laughs> so and, and vice versa you know that's why it's important for people to know who they are and and go for people who are you know just like them
1: yeah what if you're like a beta and you're attracted to alphas like what you're just oh well tough
2: that's a very good question the reason why is because majority of people are betas You know, alphas are a a very small group of, you know, society. Like, Mm. there's only one chief in a village and a whole bunch of villagers, right? (laughs) So the point is, that's that's the tough part. Women are attracted to to alphas. So that's why you'll find, like, the one guy that has 10 girlfriends, but then 10 guys that are all (laughs) single. (laughs) (laughs) You know, those 10 guys, they're all betas. And they're all chasing, they're all trying to, you know, go after these girls, but they're all competing for that one alpha. So it's it's at your discretion, really. I think it's it's smarter for betas to date betas. And, you know, it's it's not the easiest thing to do, especially if you're like already attracted to alphas or, and you know, that's what you tend to go for. One thing I would say, I mean, again, on a scale of one, one to 10, the way I like to break it down is one, two, three are omegas, four and five are like minor betas, six and seven are major betas, and eight, nine, and 10 are alphas. So if if you're like on a higher end, you know, if you're like a seven on the scale, then I, I don't see no problem dating an alpha, maybe not a 10, maybe an eight, eight and a half. But if you're lower on the scale, if you're like a four, you know, you barely made it to, to the beta category, there's no reason for you to be dating someone that's way up in the ten. You know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying to create like a, a visualization. Yeah. So like me personally, I would consider myself a seven or an eight.
1: Okay. You know,
2: seven on a on a bad day or on a good day. Eight if I'm like pumping iron, going to the gym, <laughs> lifting weights. I I'd consider myself an eight. But I don't I don't I don't think I can ever be a nine or a ten. That's me personally. So. That's why, and and truthfully, I've always been the type of guy where you know how like guys they they like going for like the the sweetheart, the soft girl. I always felt like that's just like, like what are you doing? Like it, it, it's like you're trying to take advantage. Like I, I I've yeah. always liked the the aggressive girls, <laughs> you know, the girls that were like the tens. But it's like, but you're more alpha than I am. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, so if you're a woman and you're a 10 on the alpha scale, you're going for the 10s. And that's why those, those big macho guys who are, that are six foot four were outdoing me. Because I was going for the girls that, you know, usually go for them. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, then I had to take it down and not just say, okay, let me stop going for like the extra, extra sexy, extra you know the type of girls that the athletes would date like I'm no match for some Mm -hmm. football player or some (laughs) you know basketball star you know so
0: but I can imagine it's quite hard for men I mean it's hard for women too but in terms of this idea of masculinity and we're fed all of Mm -hmm. these ideas of what a man should be so Mm -hmm. how do you what advice do you give to men to not try to live up to being the alpha when they're not? Like, how can they just accept that they're a beta or an omega?
2: Um, I think it's a point for society to first stop conditioning men to be, you know, extra physical, extra sexual. Manhood is not just about masculinity. It's about maturity as well. Mm-hmm. Like, for me personally, growing up, my father, he never taught me how to fight. He never taught me how to get girls he, he never taught me anything. Anything that would be considered masculine, that was what my uncles were for. <laughs> you know, my mother's brothers are all, they're all alphas, you know. That, that's why, you know, my arms are so big. It's, it's natural. <laughs> I don't even, I wouldn't have to go to the gym. You know, my mother's side, like her brothers, they're all like big tough guys. Mm. So they, they, they kind of, you know, taught me how to like fight and, you know, that kind of stuff. But my father, my father's nowhere near an alpha male. So... Mm. My father actually, growing up, he was a nerd. So, you know, my father, he kind of focused on teaching me how to be, you know, disciplined, how to be a man, how to be organized, how to have, you know, morals and and, and things like that. So that's why, you know, I'm not like this extra aggressive douchebag, if you will, (laughs) because, you know, my father taught me how to be a human being first Mm. instead of, you know, focusing on masculine aggression 24-7. I mean, if, so if a guy wants to fight me or not, like I'm gonna say, oh no, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm scared. You know, I, I, you know, it's like, okay, let's, I know how to defend myself, but I'm not just going out there picking fights. Yeah. But, I, but a lot of guys, they go out there, they pick fights for no reason. They're just trying to show how tough they are or, you know, their, their whole purpose in life is to get laid as many times as you possibly can to prove that you're a man. Like, for example, when I was, was like, 21 years old, I used to be a club promoter in in Atlanta. And um, one day, a bunch of guys, it was, like, five or six of us, we were sitting there having a conversation. And this guy, he mentioned, he said that his father told him when he was a kid, he said, if you're still a virgin by the time you're 16, I will pay for a prostitute. Oh, wow. Yeah. And on his 16th birthday, he asked him, are you still a virgin? You better not still be a virgin, because if you are, He pulled out money and said, I will literally get a prostitute right now to lose your virginity. I'm not raising a little bitch for a son. Yeah. That's that's toxic masculinity at its finest. That's like, (laughs) he's only 16 and you're already concerned about his sexuality and already concerned that, you know, he has to be this tough guy and he has to get all the ladies. And it's like, okay, but, you know, how's he doing in school? You know, Mm -hmm. what's his mental health like? Mm You know, does he have social skills? Is he organized? Is he disciplined? Can he raise kids? Can he be a husband? You know, and it's like that that goes missing a lot in society. I think it's important for people, both men and women, to understand that you can't just expect a man to just be a, a, a an aggressive, macho fighter 24-7. I mean, if, if you're trying to get laid and you want the manliest most masculine guy out there i mean that's fine but if you're trying to settle down you're trying to find a husband you can't make that your only criteria yeah where it's like you find this tough guy and now you fall in love with him and and you want to get married to him because that's not real love that's just infatuation you think you're in love you're just in love with the with the idea of having this sexy attractive alpha male yeah but it's like what else does he bring to the table? You know, do you, do you two get along? Do you have a bond? Do you have a connection? Are you compatible? And I think a lot of women they they disregard that once they get you know this dominant, sexy alpha male, and then actually you know they've been with the guy for ten years and they're still not married, and they're still saying, "What are we?" Yeah. <laughs> like literally, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. it you know, it's like he just kept you around for 10 years because it was guaranteed sex. He never had any intention to marry you, and he tried to let you know, but you didn't care because you had your own, your mind made up that you just really liked this guy because he was so sexy and dominant and attractive. And, you know, I think it's important for, for women to be more realistic. Yeah. And and not just, you know, think sexually, like, as in, like, looking for the most sexually attractive man. Yeah when it comes to a
0: partner yeah so it's definitely a problem for everyone like it's not just mm-hmm. men have to try and be more masculine it's also women have to stop seeing men as holding all the power and the alpha male is the best kind of man and yeah so you think that like knowing yourself and this is also what we always talk about on the podcast that knowing yourself and accepting who you are is gonna help Mm -hmm. you in the long run in getting and Mm -hmm. finding someone to be in a relationship with yeah i think that's really it's a good way of thinking about it this alpha Mm. beta scale because i think the words alpha and beta are thrown around a lot in terms of men but it's not Mm -hmm. really applied to women but That's just, like, automatically assuming that all women are just, like, out of that scale. And then men hold all of this power.
2: Yeah, see, the thing is, people act like, society act like, and a lot of relationship coaches act like, all men are alphas and all women are omegas. And that's not true. You know, it's just that we're, we're focusing on the women who are hurt, which are more likely the omegas because... They have more sensitivity and just, you know, take things more personal. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that are going to the Matthew hussies and and stuff like that, and are, are most are the most vocal about a guy had sex with her and she never heard from her mother again. But the alpha female, she don't give a fuck because she was never gonna call him back anyway. <laughs> she just wanted a quick fix herself. Yeah, you know. But yeah. the, the omega female, she thought it was gonna grow into a big romance. So now it it just looks like all women are omega females who are looking for romance, but there are alpha females out there who just want to have sex, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I think they should get more recognition in a sense, like, for people to know that it exists, Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know? Because now a, a man who's an alpha and he wants to just get laid, he doesn't realize that there are alpha females out there who also just want to get laid. <laughs> Go to them. Leave the omega females alone. Stop yeah. stringing them along, thinking that, okay, this is going to be easy. Yeah, it's going to be easy because they're emotional, emotionally vulnerable, you know? But mm. the alpha females, it's going to be easy too because they're speaking the same language as you. They're like, hey, you just you want to have sex? I want to have sex. Let's have sex. Fuck it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't string along the, more, the vulnerable women, mm. you know, Two people having sex that just want to just have sex and get it over with, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like alpha males should stick with the alpha females and leave the the omega females alone. And also it's important for people to understand people have a misconception of what beta means. People think, people translate beta as omega. Like people think that it's just either you're a beta or you're an alpha. You know, it's like you're either Steve Urkel. I don't know if you're familiar with Steve Urkel. No. It's probably before your time, <laughs> like Bill Gates. Like he's a nerd, you know what I mean. He's not like this big, tough macho guy. <laughs> he's definitely an omega male, you know. But people act like it's either your Bill Gates or your I don't know John Cena. Are you familiar with John Cena, <laughs> yeah.
1: he's the,
2: the wrestler? You know what I mean. He's this big, tough wrestler guy. You know, <laughs> you know. It's like people act like people act like you're either John Cena or your Bill Gates that's why men have this what I call a constant quest for manhood because they feel like man if I'm not a John Cena then I'm just going to be a Bill Gates mm-hmm. and that's what how a lot of women see it too it's like okay so you're not a big tough guy so you, they automatically see you as like this nerd weak link yeah. you know but it's like but there are men in the middle and that's what beta really is it's just your average Joe your average Jane mm-hmm. you know but people literally forget about The omegas and act as if either alpha or beta, but no, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with being an omega either. But what I'm saying is, there's nothing wrong with being a a beta because grand majority of people are betas. And if people understand that, men when it constantly try to be as masculine as possible and try to force themselves to be sexually aggressive, and women when it force themselves to be as submissive and as emotional as possible. Because, again, if if you're a woman that's an alpha female, y- y- you're not really, like, a, a submissive type of person. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think women also have this expectation where they have to be weak. Yeah. And it's not true, and it's not right. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's something wrong with being omegas. I'm just saying, like, if if you're someone like you're a woman, you're, you're powerful, you're dominant type of woman, it's okay to be yourself. Mm. You shouldn't have to be forced to being like this weak, powerless woman. And some women, they, they like that. They they wanna just be powerless. They want her man to be in control. They want him to, you know, they wanna just be submissive and that's fine. Yeah. You shouldn't like force all women to play that role if they don't want to that's not who they are
0: naturally
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely well, i think it's a lot about like knowing what being honest to yourself about what you want and like what the person in front of you is offering i think a lot of the times we sort of men and women turn the sort of like blind eye and to like put it in terms of the alpha beta thing like let's say a beta woman is kind of like trying to get with this alpha male and like the guy's not really giving signs that he wants to commit or anything and the girl is just kind of pushing it and it's like months and months and he's like and mm-hmm. she's like, Oh, he still doesn't want to commit and stuff when like I feel like from the start in those situations you can tell what the intentions are and I feel like if mm-hmm. everyone's a bit more obviously everyone can be a bit more honest about what those intentions are. I think we're not that good at that some of the time. But if everyone's just like honest about what they want and like know <laughs> what they want And hear Mm -hmm. the person when they're telling you what it is they want as well, then Mm -hmm. it can just be a lot smoother. Because, like, guys as well, like, I don't know, they kind of, I think that a lot of times it's like, oh, yeah, but I told her we were never anything. She's the one that kept, like, pushing Mm -hmm. her or whatever. But it's like, yeah, but you're also aware that she clearly isn't taking it that way. So it's like both Mm -hmm. sides kind of, like, need to take a little bit of accountability and be like, "Okay, okay, this is... Like, the kind of person I am, this is what I'm looking for, this is the kind of person they are, this is what they're looking for, and this doesn't align, so, like, let's just move on, rather than try to make that align. Because it's like that with everything, not even just this, like, alpha-beta spectrum. It's, like, attachment styles, like, all sorts of things that we talk about all the time. You know?
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that, because the problem I have with relationship coaches is they always attack the men. You know, like you said, okay, you, you was clearly aware that she didn't take it that way. Why are you stringing her along? Mm-hmm. But no one is telling mm-hmm. these women, leave him alone. If, he, if he's showing no interest, stop forcing it. Stop, mm-hmm. stop trying to convince him that. Instead, a lot of these so-called gurus, they encourage these women, you know, if, if your man doesn't want to commit, this is what you do right? You have to give him an ultimatum and you have to do this. And all you're doing, you're just making her fall deeper and deeper into his trap Hmm. instead of giving her the strength to to walk away. You need to encourage her to just walk away because there's another man out there that's not going to string you along and he's, he's emotionally compatible with you and he wants to settle down just like you do. But instead they're telling these women, just never give up and you have to keep on fighting and keep on trying and that's not a woman's job. It's a man's job to to get the girl, like we're trying to, like women, y'all, you're the treasure, right? It, it, it's like, I never seen a treasure try to convince, like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, come come, come get me, I'm a treasure, come get me. You know what I mean? You know? a, a man sees a, tre- a a person sees a treasure and you go for the treasure. A treasure shouldn't have to convince someone that, hey, I'm a treasure, come get me. Yeah. You know, so, and I, th- I think the biggest, the biggest reason is because I'm gonna get a little deep is, women are not obligated to take no for an answer right because what what is the guy gonna say she, you know she's harassing me or, you know she won't leave me alone what are you gonna say no one's gonna take you seriously like for example there's a, there's a movie you know i'm a lot older than you too, so you know i'm 33 about to be 34 and there's a movie eddie murphy i don't know if you're familiar with eddie murphy mm-hmm. one of his first movies back in like the early 90s he he was like my age now. He was probably like thirty-two, was thirty-three, and he played as like a executive for like a marketing company. And then there was an older woman who was like seventy years old, and she was like really attracted to him. But he needed—I I, I think that was like his boss or s- someone that he really that he was trying to do business with or something. Mm-hmm. So she, so she told him, "Why don't you, you know, come to my house?" to, you know, discuss business or whatever. And he thought, yeah, it's just, you know, he didn't think of nothing of it. So when he gets there, she's in lingerie. He's like, you know, don't know what to do. He ended up sleeping with her because he what what was he supposed to do? She could just grab him and what is she gonna say? Like, get off of me? She's gonna be like, what the hell are you you scared of? Pussy? Like, you know, pardon my French. You know what I mean? It's like you know what I mean? It's like, what, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? So he ended up sleeping with it, and and a lot of guys been in situations like that where a girls just coming on to you and you're just like, fuck, am I supposed to do? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like women, you know, they're not obligated to take no finances, so they're not going to take no finances. So and and I think that's that's something that that does need to change. Like women have to be okay with rejection. You know, if you reject a woman, she, she will be so mad. You know, I've heard a lot of stories. she will be like, oh, yeah, you're going to reject me? Oh, I'm I'm going to ruin your life. <laughs> you know, so that's part of it. Women have to be okay with the man saying that I'm not interested. You know, it's like as a man, you're just obligated to be interested in whoever's interested in you. Or else you're in the wrong.
1: I sort of say what you mean, but I kind of completely disagree. But I also <laughs> do kind of see it because I, for instance, like with my boyfriend, like how I pursued <coughs> him when before we started going out and like how I literally just like wasn't taking no for an answer pretty much. And like what I did, yeah. if a guy did that to me, it would be perceived very differently. And I'm still like just accepting this double standard for myself because it's myself. So I will, you know adopt the double standard yeah. <laughs> uh, honey and i talk about this on the podcast all the time that like i think it's kind of the other way around like with i think girls when they get rejected like feel this rejection so much that they'll kind of just like leave it whereas i think guys will like if a girl says no they'll kind of just like keep going so i don't know i think uh, as everything we've been saying it comes down person to person but um yeah. I do, I do see what you're saying. Like, I do think it's mm. kind of like, hmm, very interesting. Like, I kind of just clocked this double standard that I <laughs> from, that I hold yeah. for myself. So yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, every guy been there. You know, we, we all been there. It yeah. was like, I'm not interested. But I I, I, I do see what you're saying, and I think, I, I think it, it boils down to the person, and you know, some people are more competitive than others. So, like, let's say a woman, she's like a very competitive person. She's not gonna take no for an answer. Or, again, dating is very psychological. Let's say a man, you know, he's a ladies' man and he has all these women around him. And then, you know, a woman's, you know, they're all competing with each other. Like, a, you see that a lot. And I call them contenders. And they're not gonna take no for an answer because it's a pride thing, it's an ego thing. It's like all these women are all competing for that one guy. You want to be the winner.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So he can string you along or stand you up or not answer your calls, but you're going to keep fighting because psychologically you, you, you're you in a stance of like, I have to win. Mm. So you're going to keep on fighting. You're going to keep on going. Yeah. And to be honest with you, you know, it is part of the secrets of the guy code. I explain that a lot in my book. A lot of men know how to Put you in a competitive state where you know, you're know you just going to tolerate anything. Like, okay, for example, let's say I have a girlfriend, right? And I get another girl pregnant and she's just like, you know what? Fuck you. And she just dumps me right then and there. But then another guy can do the exact same thing. He can have a girlfriend, get another woman pregnant, and she'll just say, you know, I forgive you. Now, she, now that just makes her want him more because now she realizes that someone else wants him. You know, it's like people want what other people want. Mm -hmm. If a new phone comes out, I mean, every time the iPhone releases, everyone's just rushing to the Apple store to get an iPhone because everyone else has an iPhone. Mm -hmm. But if it was like an unpopular phone, no one else would want it because it's an unpopular phone. So it's the same way psychologically. A lot of women, it's like, oh man, that girl wants my man. Okay, so now I got to fight even harder to keep him because I have too much pride i don't want another girl to have him i don't want to lose him to another girl mm. but then another girl would say you know what you can kick rocks fuck you because she she was in that like competitive mind state mm-hmm.
0: yeah 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 it's so interesting like i feel like we always talk about power dynamics but it's definitely a lot more nuanced than everyone makes it out to be and that's such a large part of the problem like we need to understand that it's not just black and white like it's really not in any way mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's so many mm-hmm. different situations and different kinds of people that we have to take into account yeah I think it's something that everyone can use going forward I think your scale is really interesting and it's a good way of measuring things and I hope thank you thank, you. like our listeners kind of <laughs> take <laughs> that into account and try and, as we're always saying, try to know yourself more before you like get mm-hmm. yourself into a relationship with someone, and then you realize like a couple of years down the line, this is like not the dynamic that I wanna have, mm-hmm. mm.
1: yeah,
0: and also it's not nice to like be forcing someone else to be someone they're not it just makes everyone miserable so
2: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely
1: and just keep thinking about how you're that treasure like you don't need to beg someone to take the treasure that's actually i'm gonna Mm -hmm. keep that forever in my mind now i'm a treasure and i shouldn't beg someone to take me (laughs) that's gonna be a quote on our instagram like keep your (laughs) eyes out
2: (laughs) yeah You have to follow me on Instagram. Yeah, for you. sure. Definitely and, and tag me on that too. So, tag me on do that. you want to tell
0: everyone where they can find you and where they can find your work and your upcoming book?
2: So, I'm on all social media as I am Manny Santana. I am Manny M A N N Y Santana S A N T A N A. I am Manny Santana. That's my Instagram. That's my Facebook. That's my Twitter, and that's my uh, TikTok. And that's my clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse now too. So, as far as my work, I'm redoing the book, so that'll be out at a later time. But for now, I'm I'm working on a masterclass. So you can go on to secretsoftheguidecode.com, and I'm gonna launch a masterclass next month, so people could you know register for it. And it's it's gonna be a six week program. So everything that I'm like explaining here, I'm gonna like really dissect it. And there's, like, so much more. Like, there's so much more stuff that I can say that there's no way I'd have time to say. And, you know, I'm just going to break down all these dynamics. Full disclosure, I'm going to nerd out, too. (laughs) I'm going to really, really
1: nerd out.
0: Okay, well, I think we should wrap up because it's getting quite long, but thank you so much for joining us and
2: i appreciate it
0: giving us an insight into your perspective on dating and teaching us about alpha beta and omega that's we've never like talked about that before on the show so that was really interesting (laughs) and i hope your book is gonna be a bestseller i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna buy it i appreciate
2: it (laughs) when it comes out i appreciate it
0: and yeah I hope all our listeners go check out your courses and your social media. But thank you so much.
2: I appreciate (laughs) it. Thank you. (laughs) It was definitely a pleasure. You know, I I had a great time. I'm very passionate about it. I want to get my message out there. I want to help people. But yeah, you know, again, it was a pleasure. I appreciate it. And, you know, once again, I am Manny Santana. That's, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse and TikTok and my website is manysantana.com. people want to email me they can you know, ask questions you know they can email me at coaching at manisantana.com and lastly you know if they want to join my masterclass in six weeks you know they go to secretsoftheguyco.com and they can
0: register there cool okay well we'll link all of it down below so everyone can find you okay well as always you guys know where to find us on instagram at sextras podcast facebook sextras podcast our website is www.sextraspodcast.com we would love it if you could leave us a review on apple podcasts and also don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening because we have a bonus episode coming out very very soon we promise we'll be here soon and it's a really good one filled with all of your amazing submissions so keep an eye out for that and we will see you next week bye
1: you've been listening to sextras presented by honey jane wyatt and maria jose hayoda produced by Mabel Productions.